now you caged in This is what boys turn to made men This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. Got a very special guest on the line with me. You've seen him around the show before. It's Andrew the Gladiator Valdina. How we doing today, my man? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Thanks for carving out some time out of your holiday, busy holiday season and fight preparation. Uh, you know, come on here and chop it up with me for a little bit. I appreciate it. Always, man. I, I love being on your show. I'm always super appreciative whenever you reach out, have me on. So thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man, let's get into it. You are a 1-0 pro bantamweight, newly acquired 1-0. Cage Titans 57, you're throwing it down versus Seth Baser on January 7th. We haven't gotten to talk since your pro debut, so I'd like to touch on that a little bit before we get into the Cage Titans 57 talk. So your pro debut, man, Cage Titans 56 versus Rob Fuller. Uh, You went in there and you won versus Arm Triangle at 154 of round number one. First of all, man, how did it feel to get in there for your pro debut? And more importantly, what did it feel like to get that W? Yeah, I mean, from from start to finish, man, everything went according to plan. And, uh, you know, I executed the game plan to a T, thankfully. I had the right coaches behind me and my training partners, like, just gearing me up every single day. Um, getting ready for that pro debut and, you know, just, just everything came to fruition perfectly. Um, no complaints. I had to time my life in there. I had to time my life leading up to the fight and, you know, getting in there for the, for the pro debut, you said, like, Mm -hmm. I treated all my fights as an amateur man, like I was a professional. Um, you know, the first one I learned that I, I better start treating it like a professional or, uh, that's going to keep recurring. Mm-hmm. So I switched it up real quick after my first fight. And ever since then, I've been treating every fight like I'm a pro. So going in there, like, for my first pro fight, that doesn't really change my mindset at all. It really doesn't. Um, even when even when you have people saying, like, uh, you know, the, the wins start to matter, the fights start to matter when you're a pro mm-hmm. because you don't get any clean slate after Amis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that's just if, – if you keep thinking and having that hindering on you, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you worse, in my opinion. I, I have the same mindset like I was as an amateur. I'm um, just having fun in there. And I did have so much fun in there. I got him out of there, you know, like you said, under two minutes. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was a perfect night. Probably the best night of my life, to be honest. You know, yeah. I got to the opponent just because just how everything just came together perfectly. Um, yeah, man. Proud of you, man. Good. Congratulations again. Um, you know, it was a hell of a performance. Uh, in your post-fight, it did look like you were having the time of your life. You looked super stoked in your post-fight interview. Um, so that was awesome to see as well. Uh, did it got a little chippy there between you two at weigh-ins. Did that make this win feel a little bit sweeter for you? Uh, I mean, I, I would say yes, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, I think it was just a little bit sweeter for everybody else that wanted me to get that job done. Mm. Uh, I know what he was doing. I know how fighters are, you know, they try to hype this fight up or get a little like mental warfare or both, um, try to get in my head and make me do a game plan that I didn't have intended. So I get it. And it was nothing personal at all to me uh, with mm-hmm. Rob Fuller, regardless of what it looked like at Wayne's. Um, I know what he's doing. And uh, but for, for everyone at home or that was in attendance that didn't know those two things and they just 
was like, oh, fuck this guy, kill him, yeah. like, whatever. I'm sure they were so damn satisfied, and, and they had to be here in that crowd after, you know what I mean? Like, the place erupted, it was yeah. crazy. So, yeah, man, the scenes, like the scenes after your dub, uh, you had the whole section with all your all your shirts on after the fight was dope to see all that footage that came out after that was fire. Um, so it was awesome to see, man. Congratulations again on the one and oh start. Um, how do you how do you feel about your performance overall in that fight? Was there anything that surprised you? Anything that you wish you did better? Uh, it was a short go it was under two minutes. But just looking back on it, how do you feel? Uh. I would say I, I was a little surprised at how quick I brought it to the ground. Um, I, I actually did want to stand a little bit more and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just throw a couple shots here and there. But he closed way too close with uh, that. Like he did like a step in naked leg kick. And I, I read that a mile away. And, and as soon as he came close to me like that, he was in now grappling distance. Mm -hmm. And um, I just didn't even hesitate. And I took, took advantage right away, got him to, uh, to the ground. He held my hands underneath him for a solid like minute or mm. maybe minute and fucking probably a minute, honestly. Right. And uh, so if that didn't happen, it probably would have been a 54 second finish. Um, so those two things kind of surprised me. I didn't expect someone to hold their hands into me and I couldn't get them out, you know. Right. But uh, other than that, I mean, Joe said it was a pretty flawless, you know, Joe Lozon said it was a pretty flawless performance. Um, so I'm going to take it when I can. Those don't come too often. You know, so um, I'm very, uh, very grateful that I got to experience it, you know, for my first pro fight. Exactly, man. Exactly. You mentioned Joe Lozon. Uh, Lozon's MMA is your primary gym. You are currently in camp now for your fight on January 7th. So how has camp been for you? Um, anything changed since the last one? Any new gyms, any new regiments that you've been getting into your training camp or everything kind of been the same as the last one? Uh, I'd say everything's about the same um i'm training at lowe's on mma still um i get my strength and conditioning two days a week over at um skill of skill of strength in, in north northern mass in jumpsford and i get a lot of work in in connor's mom's basement yeah it's uh you know his, his basement down there it's fucking full of mats wall matted wall walls a um, mm -hmm. bunch of bags there so those three gyms I've really just been circling through every single day and it's been paying off. So nothing really changed for this, this, this camp really. Um, just, just getting ready to get in there, man. For sure. For sure. That little setup that Connor has in the basement is pretty sweet though. I've been seeing all the, all the guys that keep coming in and out of there and, um, you guys look like you're putting in some quality work down there. So it's good to see that you guys are taking that extra step and going that extra mile to get that extra work in, man. It's cool to see. Yeah, for sure. And and, and that a good factor of that gym down there is that, um, you know, there's, it's not like there's, there's no egos when you go into there. There's no egos in any gym I go to, honestly. I'm, I'm that kind of like free bird type thing. I don't really care about that shit. But uh, at Connor's gym, man, I mean, it's only like a, a few select people that, you know, are brought in there or whatever. And I mean, anyone's welcome, but it's usually the same people that keep coming. And right. they're all hard workers, um, you know, head down, fucking just working hard. And we all have a goal. So it's nice when you don't have, like, outside factors, like other people kind of, like, watching in just to see what's going on. Like, you know, it just kind of changes things when it's uh, no one else in, in attendance there, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. It looks like a cool little setup you guys got going there. Definitely a close-knit little group you guys got going. So uh, it's definitely cool to see. And I love watching all the content that you guys turn out from over there. Uh, let's get into it, man. Cage Titans 57. We mentioned it earlier. You're fighting Seth Baszler. Um, what do you know about this guy in general? What have you heard about the people from the people in the area that kind of know about this guy? And, um, what have you heard about him, man? 
I just heard that he's, you know, a loudmouth. Um, you know, I'm just gonna say it. People have said he's a douchebag, a loudmouth, a loser, and all that stuff. And you know what? Maybe he's hearing these things that I'm saying that I've heard from people, and it, it puts a little fire under his ass. I hope it does. I want this kid motivated, uh, ready to see me. Um, he better be at least. And you know, other than that, I've uh, I've seen his fights in YouTube. He's got quite a few. Um, and I, I love going up against people that have that veteran experience too. Honestly, I really do because it just I, I feel like that's that's regardless of what the record is, having all those fights, that is uh, a great person to go up against for myself. Um, I like challenging myself with someone that has all those fights into their belt. So, um, and I can see where I stack up and rank up against someone like that. So. Um, all I know is that, you know, those things that people have said about him and then I've seen all of his fights almost and uh, it looks like it's going to be a good night for me. For sure, man. He has fought like a pretty decent amount of big names from the region. You know, he's fought guys like Rico and Johnny Campbell and Jeff Perez, he even fought Sean Woodson, who's now in the UFC. <laughs> Sounds like you've gone back and you've done that tape study and watched majority of his fights so what have you taken from that tape study what do you see in his game and kind of where do you see your strengths and weaknesses if there are any against this kid uh i almost sound like a broken record because like i i'm what i'm about to say is like almost the same thing i said about rob fuller but right. uh even though i do see him uh seth basler as a, as a step up from rob for sure mm-hmm. uh I see my advantages every single place. I really do. From the stand-up, I think I can piece him up there. The ground game, I think he's in deep water. And, um, you know, of all those people you said that he's fought, Johnny Cupcakes, you know, um, Jeff Perez, he hasn't fought me, though. And I think when when he sees this, when everyone sees his big list, the the icing of the cake is now going to be Andrew Valdina. And people right now might be like, oh, you know what? You know, he's a he's a good little local star, star right now, blah, 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 blah. But I think years down the road, they're going to be like, oh, shit, he fought Andrew Valdina. Damn. Right. So I'm I'm gearing up for Seth Basler, and I'm training for him like he's the best freaking fighter in the world. You know what I mean? So I'm ready sure. to bring it. He better be ready to bring it, and it's going to be some mayhem. Facts, facts, facts. We know you're not the type of guy to ever take anybody lightly. So, you know, knowing you from just this past year, and getting to know you and your work ethic and, you know, how you kind of see things like this. I know uh, that you're not going in there taking this kid lightly. You're going in there like he's the best fighter in the world. And that just, you know, keeps you sharp mentally and keeps you, holds you accountable physically to make sure you're putting that work in, in the gym every day. So props to you for having that mindset. Some people don't. It's great that you do. So, you know, big ups to you on that. Yeah, thanks, man. I, you know what? I learned from people. That's my, I think that's probably my biggest, my best trait I have is, is just, you know, seeing things that go on, seeing different mindsets that fighters have, whether they're good ones or bad ones. And I just learn from them and I and I pick apart things that I think will help me be more successful. So I see, you know, a bunch of role models around me that treat their their opponents um, the same as I just said, too. So that's where I get it from. And I'm, I'm very uh, grateful to be surrounded by all these people that have given me that mindset. Definitely, man. Definitely. We know you're no stranger to giving predictions for fights. Um, you've done it in the past before. Do you have a prediction for this fight at all versus Seth Basler? I do. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think this fight will go a little further than Rob Fuller's. Um, but it's still not going to leave the first round. Mm-hmm. I think it's like uh, the second half of the first round. You know, I, I hit the, the dub at like a minute and 54 that last fight. I think this is looking little past the 230 mark of the first and right. uh i mean obviously hopefully it gets done in like five seconds you know what i mean yeah for sure but, the dream. and that can happen too get ready seth but uh 
I think it's going to be closer to the second half of the first round, and uh, I can see another submission win, or I can see a nice, nice clean KO. I was saying TKO at first, like a, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was saying, oh, it's either going to be a TKO or a sub, but I'm pretty dialed in right now. I feel the best I've ever felt, and I'm not just saying that. I mm-hmm. always speak the truth. I promise you right now. And uh, I can see a submission win or a clean, clean knockout. Oh, cold. Hey, man, you're, this fight is one that I have circled on my fire card as, you know, one that I'm most excited for, mostly because I know you personally now, so that helps, but also because it is great to see your rise up the ranks and now turning pro and, you know, getting into that new gear. So it is going to be a blast to see you get in there like it always is on January 7th and throw down at Cage Titans 57. Those of you that don't have your tickets, there are still some available, so make sure you go get them. You got you don't want to miss this to start your 23 off with a card like this. So make sure you get them and get in there. It's going to be a blast as someone that's been in there for the entire year this year. You know, it's always a good time every time you go out there and, you know, make sure you get in there, man. It's going to be electric. Oh, man, you get, you're getting me hyped up right yes, now. Yes, sir. Let's go, baby. Let's go, man. Let's go. All right, man. Let's talk about let's talk about 2022 real quick. Year in review for you, man. Looking back on the year, what would you say you've learned the most about yourself throughout this calendar year? You know, you've had a couple wins, had a couple losses. Um, what have you learned the most about yourself? Uh, so, uh, I actually just had another podcast where someone asked me a pretty similar question. And, um, I would say I, I learned, uh, how to, you know, control my emotions much better, um, and, and channel like my, that adrenaline that every single fighter gets when they step in that cage and just using that adrenaline at certain times, um, more efficiently too. Um, sure. you know, in Miami fights, I, uh, I always see came out all riled up screaming in my opponent's face before the fight even starts. And, yep. and, like I said, that, that's wicked entertaining to everybody, including me. It got me so much more into my fights because, like, I'm just, like, so locked in there. Like, yeah. and, But at the same time, I think it might be a little inefficient. And uh, I think uh, – no, it's not going to tire me out or drain me. But mm. it, it almost I almost feel like I, I really lose some of that adrenaline that is very necessary in some of the fights. Uh, and so instead of screaming in these people's face, man, I'm just going to control myself a little bit more and just – Use all that 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 riled up hoorah and yeah. throw it into this one right here. Um, so using my emotion a little bit better, channeling my adrenaline. And um, one thing I've learned about myself is that I really can't hang with anybody. I, I truly, truly believe that. Um, obviously, I had some losses as an amateur, mm-hmm. um, but looking back at the losses, I was I was right there in there with with uh, with both of those dudes this year, um, Arthur. You know, that loss, I, I, I believe that I could have won the fight. Uh, obviously, went to the judge, judge's scorecards, and they said otherwise. And it is mm-hmm. what it is. Good for him. But I believe that I can I can hang in there with Arthur, and I could get the job done. And same with that, his teammate, Siegfried. I lost mm-hmm. that fight, and uh, he had a pretty good first round. But I came back and won the second until I, you know, got finished with the armbar. But just just I've learned that I can deal with any, any of these guys. Um, and I actually listened to a, your podcast with Joe Giannetti. And... Mm-hmm. Um, the question that I asked him was like, what did you most learn about yourself? Sure. He said that, that head, that head down hard work. And I couldn't agree more. And I think I, I can share that same answer as well. Um, just working really, really hard. And, and I, and I learned that if I do that success will follow. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, looking back on the year, man, what would you say has been your highlight of your year? And then on the flip side of that, what would you say has been like the low light as well? I'd say the highlight was, um, you know, my pro debut. That was uh, just 
you know, I'm not going to go into it again, but yeah, yeah. that was, that was a, that was a great night. The best night of my life. It really was. Um, just because all these years ago, I, you know, since high school, I was saying that I want to be a professional fighter and all my friends were always like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, through the ups and the downs, Miami career and finally getting here and doing it, you know, it just made my night. Um, for sure. But that was the highlight. And then the low was, um, probably losing to Siegfried Stevens, man. That was, uh, that one dug deep. <laughs> I hope he looks at this and gets maybe even a little satisfied. Like, yeah, I did that to somebody, but bro, right. you did. You, uh, you fucked me up, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, you finished me in the second round, man. And it was good. It was, it was, it was good for him. I'm happy for him, but I, uh, it's always a little bittersweet, you know, when, when you, when you talk all this game leading up to a fight, even though I truly, like I said, I believe everything I say right. with my fullest heart, For but sure. when, it, when I, when I talk all this game and then I end up losing, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. So that one, that one really sucked. For sure. For sure. <laughs> hey man, uh, good answers. Good, good answers, man. Um, let's talk, let's look forward a little bit. Let's look at 2023. Um, what would you say your goals are for this year? Um, do you have anything in particular that you would like to accomplish in your fight career in 2023? I'd like to go undefeated. That's definitely mm-hmm. a goal. Um, I want 2023 to be having no losses. Um, and my goal is to in, and to prove, improve each fight every single day as a martial artist. And um, I'd like to have a, a little bit better of an opponent. If all goes according to plan, I'm very locked right. in on Seth Basler. I, yep. um, I'm getting ready to finish this kid. But after Seth and any future opponent, I want there to be a slight step up each sure. one um, while going undefeated. And I'd say put a, put another promotion maybe just a little on notice. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for the next promotion by the end of 2023 um because you know say i have four fights in 2023 that's at five and oh Mm -hmm. and if i'm only going incrementally with these opponents i'm not sure if i'll be ready for that next stage just yet but uh i'd like to put them on notice a little bit and let my name be heard outside the regional scene as well for sure for sure i think those are those are you know great goals to have um those are definitely goals that you can attain and definitely you have the camp around you to, you know, keep you in check to make sure that you are taking fighters that are incrementally better every time. So sounds like you have some goals for 2023 that are very obtainable, which is good to have. Um, also you, you mentioned four fights in 2023. Is that a number that you would like to hit or is there, is there a particular number that you would like to hit in, in 2023? I think four is a pretty good baseline. I mean, what did I have in 20? Let me just think for a second. 2022, I had February, um, April, June, mm-hmm. October. So I had four I had four in 2022. Uh, I think that was a pretty good number, uh, and I'd like to do that again. I think I'll, it'll, I'll be even better with these four fights in this year because I, I think I'm going to be able to space my fights out a little bit more, hopefully. Um, right. Because, you know, last year I went from February to April to June. That's mm-hmm. pretty, that's kind of all close, you know. Um, I'd like to space out four fights and I'd be pretty happy with that. For sure. Is there anything that you want to accomplish in 2023, you know, kind of outside of fighting? Is there any like life goals that you have or, you know, personal goals that you like to obtain, you know, outside of, outside of fighting this year? Uh, well, one, not to go into too many details here, but yeah. I would love to be a little bit more financially stable. You know, I'm keeping myself, my head above water, of course. Uh, right. But uh, I'd like to be a little bit more comfy. Obviously, I'm doing this full time and uh, the regional scene 
you know, regardless of what promotion you fight for, before I have Paul Bears like, <laughs> yeah. my throat here, yeah, regardless yeah, of what that. regional promotion you fight for, it is tough to make it as a, you know, financially uh, just doing this. So I'd like to be a little bit more financially comfy. Um, and I think that will come if I keep putting on big performances and uh, get my name out there more, like I said, for the short term goals. Sure. Um, and I think when the sponsors come in, um, I think that'll help a lot, too. And, um, man, other than that, uh, outside of the fighting, dude, if someone asked me, this is a little off topic, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Someone asked me the other day, they're like, uh, oh, what do you like to do outside of fighting? Right. And dude, I was almost like done with answers because all I do, man, is, is train and fight. Like, and I'm so boring outside of this. <laughs> so I, all my goals are pretty centered on my career and what I'm going for, honestly. But the, the financial part, I'll, I'll stick with. Oh, yeah, man. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. You're definitely focused. You know, you you have your eye on the prize and you're dedicating, you know, your time and your and your life to to your craft, man. So, there, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but this, you know, this is the holiday season, my man. So, you know, before I get you out of here, we got to get into a few holiday questions. Let's All do right. First and foremost, man, how was your Christmas? How was your time with the family and how was your holiday? Dude, it was awesome. Um, it really was. I, I love seeing my family. Um, I don't get to see them too often, so it was so nice to get together with all of them. Um, you know, this Santa Santa hooked me up with a couple little gifts here. Had a so boy. Had a nice. boy. Um, but but no, it was it was good seeing everybody. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to the new year. <laughs> How yeah, was man. your Christmas? Mine was good, man. Mine was good. You know, the last couple of years with COVID kind of threw a wrench into the holiday plans for everybody. So it was nice to, you know, I, my dad's side of the family is this big Italian side. Um, we usually get together every year and do this big, you know, Italian Christmas deal. Um, nice. Didn't get to do that the last couple of years. So it was nice to get back to that and, you know, see everybody and the grandparents and all that stuff. So it was nice. Um, thanks for asking, man. I appreciate that. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? This is a pretty uh, highly debated topic on the internet around this time of year. Do you have a favorite uh, Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie? Ah, uh, um, I might go with uh, I might go with Elf. Elf is pretty funny. Can't go uh, can't go wrong with Elf, man. It's a classic. You know, it's pretty messed up though. I didn't even watch it this year. No, <laughs> I, I say it's my favorite. I didn't even yeah, watch yeah. it. But uh, I think that one and. Do you consider? All right, I'm gonna get a lot of hate <laughs> on this one, and I want to pull right, we'll out after. All right, let's do it. Do you consider Harry Potter a Christmas movie? Mm, see, coming from a guy like me who's literally littered in Harry Potter tattoos, um, I go back and forth on it. There is only like that one scene in you know Sorcerer's Stone where he comes down for Christmas and he gets the invisibility cloak. So you can make an argument for it. I personally wouldn't count it as a Christmas movie, but. I'm not going to, you know, as a diehard fan, I'm not going to argue about it either. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll take whatever credibility Harry Potter can get at this point. All right. That's a great answer. And I, I, I'm very happy I asked you because I know you're a Harry Potter <laughs> connoisseur. Yes, sir. And, uh, but as much as I love Harry Potter as well, I wouldn't consider it a Christmas movie. But at the same time, around Christmas time, I'm usually always watching the movies. So For sure. you, you guys deal with that however you want. I'm going to exactly. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know what? I'm I'm not going to hate on it. I think it will be a pretty split poll, to be honest with you, because I have seen some people on the Internet making an argument for it. So, yeah, I know there are some Harry Potter Christmas movie truthers out there. We'll see what the poll says. Uh, the, another big debate around the holidays, man. Christmas tree time. When do you put it up? When do you take it down? What's the appropriate time? 
uh, I love this question. And I, this goes for Christmas trees and decorations. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going Thanksgiving. I better not see a single Christmas light up at all. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll come over and freaking take them down. <laughs> and after, after Thanksgiving though, that's when you can throw those Christmas lights. I'll give the ones that I stole back. You can put them back up for and sure. you can put your Christmas tree up in your house too. But if I see a Christmas tree or Christmas decorations up after New Year's, I'm talking January 2nd. If I see it all, I'm coming right back and I'm taking it down for you. Don't right. do it. You got a short window. You got the day after Thanksgiving and then New Year's Day. If yeah, you're right, if make sure you get your decorations put away because Valdina is coming. He's gonna ruin your Christmas. All right. Coming for you. Make sure you guys get those lawn ornaments out of there. All right. We don't want any. We don't want any stolen Santa Clauses off your front lawn. No Christmas gnomes, dude, on January second. God, no, no gnomes. All right, man. We are coming into the new year. It is New Year's Eve weekend coming up. You are in fight camp, so that might put a little hindrance on your New Year's Eve celebration. But do you have any New Year's Eve plans? And kind of what's the deal for you this weekend? Nah, man, I really don't. I'm gonna be so boring on on New Year's, and I'm I'm literally looking forward to that more than anything, man. Mm. Like, <laughs> I was I was thinking about maybe heading back up to um what what day does New Year's fall on, by the way? New Year's Eve is Saturday. New Year's Day would be Sunday. Okay. Um, shit. Actually, I changed my mind. I'm probably gonna end up doing this. So I, originally, I was gonna be like, oh, if it's a weekday, I'm just gonna chill at home, whatever, train. But right. since it's a weekend, I think I'm going to get uh, some Saturday training in. And then after that, I'll probably head up to New Hampshire and spend it with the fam. Um, just low key. Obviously, I'm not drinking. I, I can't go out and indulge in all these right, you know, right, right. foods and all that. So I'm just going to keep it low key, um, which I love, um, and spend it, with, spend it with the family. I might finish. I'm on the end of Harry Potter right now, and I, I keep go. coming back. My my youngest sister hasn't uh, watched them all, but we're on the oh, there you go. Deathly Hallows Part 1. So we only have okay. two movies left. So I might finish out the series with her that night and um, yeah, just wrap it up there. Hell yeah, man. I love that. Anything that involves Harry Potter, I'm, I'm down with. So uh, I love that. Love that plan for you. And I'm kind of surprised, and it is a little bit of a red flag that your sister hasn't seen them yet. So let's go, <laughs> let's go with that. I'm telling you, man, she's a weirdo like that. I don't know why she hasn't. She's fucking 25 years old. She hasn't seen Harry Potter yet. It's crazy. Oh man. Hey man, well, at least at least she's watching it now, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, 2023, man. You have any resolutions? Are you a resolutions guy? Do you make resolutions? Do you write them down? Is that something that you do, or you just kind of you know go with the flow and write it out? Um. Yeah, I've never actually made resolutions. Um. You know. Props to anybody that does, if that's your thing, if that helps you get more motivated and to doing your goals, you know, all to you, all the power to you. But for, uh, sure. for me, I kind of don't. I mean, I, um, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not patting myself in the back, but I, I feel like I keep myself pretty uh, strict and regimented for, you know, diets, workouts and all that. Um, so um, and just like, you know, career chasing. So I, I feel like I, I don't really need to to write something down to do it. For sure. Or, you know, but um, yeah, no resolutions for me, honestly. Uh, Just keep doing what I'm doing. And those goals I told you earlier, I'm going to keep chasing those. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, if resolutions are a thing, you know, it's like 50-50. Some people do them. Some people don't. Uh, doesn't really matter either way as long as you do stay motivated and, you know, whatever gets you there, gets you there. So, um, you know, props to you, man. Congrats on a successful 2022. You know, nothing but love and fortune for you and the fam in 2023. Looking forward to seeing you on January 7th, as always. Um, before I get you out of here, man, do you have anything that you want to say to the people, any social medias, any sponsors you want to plug? 
yeah, thank you, brother. And uh, all the same for you, too. I'm, I'm always very appreciative when you have me on here. And uh, sir, anytime. I your brand's growing, too, so I'm, I'm happy for it. Appreciate you, man. Uh, so, uh, for quick shout-outs, I got, uh, you know, everybody at Lowe's and MMA from coaches to trainer partners, thank you guys so much. Um, the fight's almost here, and you guys have been kicking my ass every day. So, uh, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to shine bright on January 7th, all because of you guys. So, thank you. Um, shout out to my family as well. They do, they go above and beyond for me. Um, and I, you know, I can't thank them enough. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, for sponsors, I got my fight shirt here that yes, sir. I can friggin' uh, shout some out here. And, uh, let's see. So first up, we got into action recovery. <clears throat> uh, it's a five-step program for people that are suffering from, you know, addiction and, you know, helps with overdose awareness. So my family set that up and they're in uh, Tuxbury, Mass. They do great things. Nice. Um, U.S. Golden Pond, that's in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, they might be doing some New Year deal. Mm-hmm. So reach out to them. And before I go any further, all these links to all these companies are in the link in my bio for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any any social media, you'll find it there. There you go. Uh, Invisaware, this is an awesome, awesome sponsor. I'm always happy when I uh, get to shout this one out. Um, and that's like, a, you'll have like a piece of jewelry. So you got like, oh, what was that? A little gladiator pendant? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, so you got a little piece of jewelry like this, right? And you, you're walking out of the bar at like three in the morning, see some shady character, you don't feel too comfortable. You press a little button in the Invisaware. And emergency services will come as soon as possible. And you'll alert any of your loved ones that you have linked with it. And they'll get an instant text message as well. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, my sister's actually just got it for Christmas from uh, from Santa. And uh, I think it's a great gift to get anybody, you know, sure. regardless of what time of year it is. Yeah, 100% agree with that for sure. Uh, party Time Rental, that's my uh, father's company. He does party rental businesses, you know, tents, tables, chairs. Um when the snow clears out, we'll have some tents for you. But until then, we can get you out some tables and chairs if you have any, uh, you know, indoor parties and stuff like that. Pete, the job guy, he's a radio broadcaster down in Jacksonville, Florida. And he does a lot of networking opportunities for people to open up new jobs and get a shine a light on their, you know, businesses as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McNeil Landscaping, he's out of Drake at Mass. I wrestled with this kid in high school. He's a hard, hardworking dude. Mm. and uh you know he's the most friendly guy in the world if you were at cage titans 56 he was the guy in the big beer bottle running around the cage man oh uh, yeah yeah that's right he's that's full, right i do remember him he's full of energy man and he <laughs> uh he's always gonna do his best to get around to you so reach Hell out yeah. to him if you need any landscaping or plowing done um let's see what else kayla phrased all graphic design um she's a very very good friend of mine i've known her for years and she does all the graphic design work and all the logos for my shirts Hell yeah and uh you know, any fighters in the area that want to get some shirts done, reach out to her. I highly suggest it. Sure. Hey, I can, can attest. This is a comfy t-shirt, man. Well, speaking of that t-shirt, on the back, you might actually see something that says caged in with Chris DiCarlo. Who is that guy? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that kid, man, he does the greatest podcast in the, in the area, man. Um, he uh, He's always reaching out to fighters, and, and he's probably getting to the you're probably getting to the point. I'm like talking about third person like you're not here. Yeah, right. It's all right. <laughs> man. You can talk about me like I'm not in the room. But uh, Chris, man, you you know uh, I'm very grateful for you. You, uh, you, I was fortunate enough to have you sponsor my last fights. But I'll show you out again, man. You, uh, you go above you, and beyond God. for all the fighters in the area. You give other people a platform to speak on. So I can't say you know enough good things about you. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Jennifer's Jewelers. She is a jewelry shop in Billerica, Massachusetts, and uh, she's actually like a family friend. Super nice woman, and uh, you know reach out to her. 
Patty's Ale House, that's in Drake, Massachusetts. That's going to be the place I hit after this fight. We're going to have a couple of drinks over there. So yes, sir. if you're in the area, come through to Drake at Mass, and we'll, uh, we'll tear it up. Yes, Get sir. some karaoke on Thursday nights. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh is right, dude. Don't yeah. karaoke bar safe after this one. <laughs> and then Get Right Nutrition, that is uh, a uh, like a protein shake place. Um, they have like teas and stuff like that, too. But yeah. you, it's more so for the protein shakes. I get it after, after my uh, workouts. It's good for recovery and all that. They put the right stuff in there. And... Hell, yeah. Um, finally, we got Kelsey Sheen Photography. Oh, I got two more, actually. Kelsey Sheen you. Photography. Um, she actually trains at Lowe's and MMA, and she's kind of a like a wedding photographer. Um, she, I think she might be getting into more like gym pictures and stuff like that. Uh, nice. She reached out saying that if I wanted some gym pics to reach out. I yeah. never did, unfortunately, but I might. And uh, she takes awesome pictures. Look at her website when you go to click my the link in my bio. And she has like a whole gallery. It's unbelievable pictures. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and finally, Face Off Fico. Um, that is a, a company that's unfortunate to sponsor me. Um, and they all about giving back to the fighters they're fi- they they have fighters in it and um you know veteran operated and known too and they uh they have cool jujitsu rash guards grappling shorts they have some fresh hats that i wish i was wearing right now i know right and uh i think they're gonna do a new drop and i forget what the what they're gonna drop but you're gonna have to stay tuned and, and mm-hmm. check it out any any orders you guys do online with their website which is wicked easy to use just just punch in my last name Valdina, and you'll get uh five dollars off your order um and last thing i'm sorry <laughs> no sorry man to go, this get it is, off uh, man get it off spon- this isn't a sponsor but uh this is my my cousin's company here that they just started out let me see if i yeah. can get the back going here there you go you go we got you all right so wars it's a uh, we are ready they're over mm-hmm. in the west coast and uh they just started this company this year and uh they're, they're two hard nosed hard working kids they wrestled collegiately in a d2 school um the cousins of mine and, and one of them just won a national tournament in wrestling Damn, hell yeah. so they're uh they're, they're very hard working athletes and they um you know they coach over there too so anybody that reaches out to them you're going to be in good hand because they're going to go hand and foot for you and try to get you to where your goals are so all those companies thank you very much and very fortunate for you all Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Andrew, thanks for coming on again, man. I appreciate you every time you come on. We always have a good time. January 7th, I'm looking forward to seeing you and uh, looking, even looking forward, even more looking forward to see you go in there and get that W. So best of luck. Go get that win on January 7th at Cage Titans 57. And um, we'll be seeing you, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Anytime, anytime.